Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is my co-host, Jacob. Hello. All right, Jacob, we are doing Shaun of the Dead, which... um, I've been wanting to do on this podcast for quite some time. Uh, it, it's one, you know, I, I've had people ask me, how have you guys not reviewed X? You know, Shaun of the Dead, there, there's some classic movies in, in a bunch of different genres that we haven't gotten to. And, you know, I, I think in part it's been to kind of pace ourselves a little bit because there are just... There's so many great movies out there. If you just did classic after classic after classic all the time, that'd be great. But then you get to a point where you might want to throw in a, an all-time classic, but you've run out of all-time classics. <laughs> and and that's that's kind of where uh, we've been at for a while, which is why we haven't done Shaun of the Dead. And I, I just thought, you know, it's time to pull Shaun of the Dead out and review it because it's a movie that... I love, and I have a lot of friends uh, that love this movie. Um, in fact, I don't know that many people that I've talked to that don't like Shaun of the Dead. Um, there's probably a range of like it to absolutely adore it in there, but I haven't really met maybe more than one or two people that were like, yeah, it's just not really my thing. I don't really like Shaun of the Dead or, or whatever. Um <laughs> But a lot of people that I know, you know, they either like it or all the way up to, like, this is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I can honestly say it is one of my all-time favorite movies. Easily. Understandable. Yeah. Um, so when did you first see Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I watched it in high school. It was uh, it was a date night movie for a girl I was seeing when I was a, a freshman. So... Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those situations, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because it's it's a good balance of like kind of terrifying but fun and lighthearted and sentimental. It had just a really good balance for like a movie in that sort. Yeah, especially being zombies, like it's hard to find a zombie movie that you can actually laugh at a little bit that isn't <laughs> laughing at how bad it is. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely true. Um, yeah, look, Shaun of the Dead is great. It is. Um, you're right. It's hilarious. It's 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 got a lot of fantastic quotable lines um, all throughout the movie. Uh, but it, it's just a, a great mix of a variety of uh, tones and elements that really give it that kind of unique feel that a lot of, you know, a lot of movies maybe have done it since, um, this kind of combination. And obviously Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg have replicated that formula, uh, a couple of different times. The Cornetto trilogy, obviously, um, hot fuzz is also one of my all time favorites. I love hot fuzz, which we'll have to do sometime, but, uh, all their movies together, this, this Cornetto trilogy, they all have um, a kind of a similar tone. They don't repeat themselves precisely, but they operate kind of in this range, um, and it works so well for them. Uh, their comedic sensibilities, uh, and Shaun of the Dead is obviously the one that kicked it off. So, um, all right. So the rundown for this movie is: it was released on September twenty fourth, two thousand four. Written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. It was directed by Edgar Wright with a runtime of an hour and 39 minutes, a budget of $5.1 million, box office of $13.5 million domestic, $16.4 million foreign for a global haul of $30 million. Cast is Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Bill Nighy, Penelope Wilton, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, and Dylan Moran. There are some cameos in this as well, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to really list them because it's literally for like 
one scene in 30 seconds. <laughs> so I'm not going to like, you know, do that. It's ridiculous. So, um, but that's your, your main cast right there. And uh, plot synopsis, the predictable, unambitious life of Sean is upended after everyone begins turning into zombies, forcing him to, come a ma- to become a man of action and protect the ones that he loves. And let's start out with our one-sentence review. So, Jacob, what is yours? Uh, I have, it's a comedic tale that both parodies and honors zombie movie cliches in a well-acted and written movie. Okay. Uh, Mine is a perfect combination of satire, hilarity, and gore, creating one of the best comedies of all time. So there you have it. I know, high praise. High praise, but just just saying, it, it's true. Um, if you don't believe me, George Romero, the king of zombie movies, and um, Quentin Tarantino all agree. In fact, uh, Quentin Tarantino has listed Shaun of the Dead as one of the best twenty best movies uh, that's been made since uh, nineteen ninety two. So yeah. that tells you a lot, at least according to Quentin Tarantino. And and I gotta be honest, um, I kind of agree with him. So. Yeah. Well, like if there's somebody that <clears throat> is going to do these kind of movies, like you got two big names in both kinds of fields and that's zombie movies and horror movie genre, George R. Romero, like you got to take his word for it in that sense. And then Tarantino, the freaking just laundry list of movies he's made that is just amazing (laughs) yeah like honestly like even if you don't personally like a movie or two of his like you can't deny how well done they are well written and Mm -hmm. just yeah so like it's saying something it's like having a i don't know a a freaking teen or coming of age movie and freaking Spielberg says it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Like you got to take it into consideration. Like, Uh, sure. For sure. Like having that kind of expertise, uh, coming out and saying, Hey, this is X. I mean, I mean, on one hand it's irrelevant to a certain extent because you know, that shouldn't necessarily completely inform your opinion. But at the same time, um, I thought Shaun of the Dead was one of the best movies I'd ever seen um, yeah. before I ever learned that. And, and learning that, I was like, oh, wow, it kind of amplifies what I was thinking anyway. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, they are obviously fantastic filmmakers and their opinions um, do mean something. And, and certainly in this regard, it's good to hear that the, the man who literally started the zombie genre <laughs> um, thought that he got he got a special screening and everything. It was uh, in his home, uh, and he and he loved it. He loved it so much that he had uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright uh, go and be like extra zombies in his Land of the Dead movie in in two thousand five. So that that tells you a lot right there. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, Let's get started. Let's start talking about the script here. Let's talk about this movie. Uh, so what really stands out to me when it comes to this movie is, um, well, there's a lot, obviously. Let's start with the setup. Um, and we're going to get to this later. We can, we can certainly talk about it. Uh, this movie is expertly paced. And that's my opinion. Yeah. This is a, a near-perfect pacing this movie and the reason I bring this up here is because it obviously and we don't talk about this all that much but it, it applies to the script um, because the movie itself obviously you have the script and then you shoot the movie uh, and obviously there's editing and stuff but but from a script standpoint the movie is so well paced right from the start um, because you could do a lot of things with a movie like this you could jump into the middle of the action where this has already happened and Sean, you know, the zombies have already appeared and Sean is literally um, already fighting them or something like that. And you could just jump right into the action. But that's not the story we're telling here. And the reason is that we need to see Sean's life before 
I'll just call it what Z Day, right? I mean, where <laughs> you know, day one happens when the the dead start coming back to life and, and everything. We need to see what his life is like because this movie isn't just you know about zombies. It's not about survival. It's also about Sean himself. We see basically a day in the life of Sean. You know, he gets up, right? He he stumbles zombie like as the camera you know, starts at his feet and then kind of slowly moves up to show Sean. And he's yawning in a way that makes him look like a zombie. Yeah. Um, and then we meet him and his friend, uh, his best buddy, uh, which you have to remember that uh, Nick Frost and, and, Sh- and Simon Pegg were flatmates for a number of years. So in real life, they are best friends. So when they did this movie together, I mean, they literally mob- modeled their life after <laughs> their actual life, which makes it feel, I think, very realistic, obviously. So yeah. we meet we meet uh, Ed, and we see that Sean and Ed are obviously buddies. They have uh, a friend who's also a flatmate. They, you could tell they were all friends, you know, five, six years ago, but things have changed, right? Yeah. So Pete uh, is their friend, and he obviously has made that move into adulthood, right, where uh, he's got a job, maybe he has some ambition, and, you know, he's looking at these two guys, and it's just like, you can just tell, he just shakes his head every day when he walks out the door, pretty much. Um, and then, you know, Sean goes to work, we see him kind of walk without really paying attention to what's going on around him. And we already start seeing signs of, of something happening. Um, you know, he goes in, he picks up his soda, he pays for it. And it's, it's like, you know, he goes here every day. He walks in, he gets the same stuff, he pays for it, he walks out, he goes to, to his work and, you know, deals with that. And then he kind of stumbles his way home and the whole time he is completely like there's just so much ambivalence to what's going on around him, you know, and that's kind of what's funny in a very British sense of humor kind of way in which yeah. there's all this stuff. And he will occasionally look and see like somebody, there's an accident or something. He kind of just like stares at it like what? But like, that's the extent of it. Like all this stuff is going on around him. People are dying it just it's just one thing after another that he just does not spot you know that everyone else seems to be seeing uh and then we realize um that Sean's life is pretty much like this every day they go he goes to work he comes home he and his girlfriend Liz and Ed and their two friends they go to the Winchester which is the local pub they go there they have some drinks and they go home Sean gets up, goes to work, then they all meet at the pub, they have some drinks, and then they go home. I mean, it's literally the same thing on repeat, ad nauseum, every single day. Uh, and, and Liz is done with it. She's like, you know what, this is ridiculous, we need a change. I just, you know, How about instead of Ed coming with this, why can't we go do something by ourselves? They've been together for three years now. Um, and so Sean's like, yeah, sure, fine, you know, I'll, 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 I'll Make a reservation in a place that is nice and we'll go. Well, uh, Sean and his Seanness uh, totally forgets until it's too late and Liz breaks up with him on the phone. Meanwhile, this whole zombie outbreak thing is still continuing. So he and Ed go out to the pub. They get completely uh, hammered. Um, And one of the scenes I laughed so hard the first time I saw this scene they're stumbling their way home and they're singing and there's a zombie in silhouette kind of stumbling towards them. It's about 50, 60 yards away. And every time they stop in the middle of their song and look at the zombie, he goes, uh. and then they sing some more and they look at him and go, uh. and it's just so hilarious. I love it. It's just great comedy. Um, but then they get home. Uh, Peter and the next day ends up, uh, coming home. He got bit. Somebody bit him. Um, some He said he was mugged. 
Um, and eventually, obviously, we know that he turns into a zombie. Uh, but it's the next day, you know, when they begin to realize, hey, there's something wrong. There's there's two zombies out in the garden. Or no, there's one zombie out in the garden. It's a woman. They think she's drunk, which is hilarious because <laughs> when they go out there, like, she's just, like, slowly turns around and she looks. She does. She looks completely drunk. She's, you know, she's stumbling towards them very slowly. And they think it's funny because she kind of, like, tries to tackle Sean. And it's only after they kind of repel her uh, and they shove her and she lands. And, you know, like, she falls right on this pipe and it, it goes right through her. And then she gets up and she just keeps coming towards them. And that's when they realize, okay, something is actually wrong. But what's funny is, in a dark way, is it took that to make them realize, Oh, there's something wrong here <laughs> with what's yeah. like around them. not just in their in their garden, but around them. Um, and then there's a guy, a big big zombie, um, and, and then they try to throw they try to throw um, they throw records, vinyl records, and they're going through the records, picking the ones they can and can't destroy, <laughs> while these zombies are like stumbling towards them slowly. It's just. It's hilarious as they're like, yeah, no, 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 I like that one. You can't throw you can't get rid of that one. Um, and these things are stumbling towards them. Eventually they break into the shed, they get actual weapons, and they beat the zombies to death. And that's when they call, you know, he calls his mom. Um, and then they tries to call Liz, and then they make their way over to his parents' house. But the the conversation they have with his parents is hilarious. Uh, his stepfather, who he has a a bad relationship with, has been bit. They thought about calling a doctor, but decided against it. And instead of going anywhere, they decided to just close the curtains because that's all that really needs to be done in this situation. If you close the curtains, that's okay. That's they're not they're not there. They basically don't exist if you close the curtains. Um, and they kind of make their way over there because they know at that point what being bitten means. Um, yeah. And Sean does see his roommate up in the tub. Um, and he is now a zombie as well. So they, they know what being bit means. And so they have to get over there because his mom is in danger. So up to this point, what are you thinking in terms of the comedy and the story? Oh, it's great. Like <clears throat> it has like perfectly balanced moments where it's like, okay, now we got to like, we got to deal with this compared to like just being so funny and making fun of the everything that's led up to it. Like the newscasts are saying, uh, go for the head or the brain. Mm -hmm. Like, like just everything <laughs> like that is sp like zombie one Oh one kind of parodying makes me laugh so much. Cause it's like, Oh, if they don't know you're there, eh, they can't, they're not going to come after you, even though they clearly should still be able to know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's great. And it's hilarious that like the scene you mentioned that makes you crack up every single time I see it too. And I love the, um, <laughs> there's a scene right before it, uh, when they're going into the bar at first, you yeah. see this couple mm. making out, mm -hmm outside it and then as they're leaving the couple's still there making out and like oh well man they've just been making out the whole time and then as they're finally getting about to end that scene you just see his head fall the, off yeah his head <laughs> fall off because it was actually a zombie situation the whole time yep and it's just like oh <laughs> well like like uh, on one hand it doesn't make any sense because you would feel like that that zombie would have been feasting on that corpse for hours because they've been there for hours. But that's not the point. The point isn't whether it totally makes sense. It's just it it's it's played for comedy. Yeah. And and that it works so well. Um yeah, so uh, there's just uh there's a litany of just hilarious moments just through the first like half of the movie up to the point where I, I just stopped. Um even when they're outlining their plans. Okay, like, okay, what are we going to do? And then so Sean, like, runs through this first scenario, which, you know, is, you know, we'll, 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 we'll take, um, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Pete's car, drive over to his parents, kill his stepdad who turns around zombie-like. So they kill him. Yeah. And then, you know, then they like decide to settle down and, uh, and drinks, you know, oh, go in. And then they go get his, Liz. go get Liz, save Liz and hole up at her place and drink some tea. And they're like, no, 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 that's not going to work. We, we can't do that. So then next scenario is they do all of, everything is exactly the same, right? But then they come back to their place and it's just, it's not, it's not feasible. So then the final scenario, of course, is they, they do all that and then they decide to go to the Winchester. <laughs> so at the end of the day, what's hilarious here is that they're still going to end up at the pub <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day. Um because it's familiar and they think that it's which it's also someplace Ed can smoke. And he can, yes, he can smoke. And here, here's <laughs> the funny thing too. And I thought that what doesn't make any sense and it never made sense to me, but it's totally in line with this movie is the idea that Liz's apartment wouldn't be a better place to hole up as opposed to someplace on the ground floor. Because if you're higher up, it means I mean, first off, you're you're not at ground level. So the zombies, just by the fact that you're not on ground level, aren't gonna have as easy a time of getting into, say, an apartment, right? Because even if they had to say come up the stairwell, I mean, that's still difficult and they'd have to kind of do it as a group. I I think that actually Liz's place would have been better. I mean, at the very least, they could have like gotten on the top of the roof and stayed up there, and that would have been a lot easier. I mean, they it's just from a from a, a tactical standpoint, the high ground's always better. <laughs> yeah. So it, it never made sense to me. Like, don't hole up in Liz's place because Liz's place is just the the better option. So well, it's because he couldn't smoke at Liz's yeah, place. I, I know. I yeah, know. that's that's the whole thing. Which, like, but that's that's the funny part because they're not thinking. Yeah. from a a tactical standpoint and yeah. what makes sense when it comes to their survival they're coming at it from a sense of what is the place that I can go to that is most comforting and that I can do what I want and that ultimately ends up being the Winchester so yeah. and that's great so anyway uh, Sean and they get there they get to his parents house um his mom is there they they greet and then he goes to what he thinks he's going to kill his stepdad because his stepdad is like in his chair and you think he's dead. And then right when he's about to hit him, uh, he speaks. So then Sean knows that, okay, um, that he obviously isn't dead. Uh, it takes him talking, but they do end up getting out of there and into the car. Uh, Ed destroys the Pete's car because he wants to drive the, <laughs> the car that, um, his parents' own, which is uh, a jaguar. A jaguar. Yep. Yeah. So they they hop in there, and they fly over to and they're playing loud music, which is funny because they're like turn it down, like that old like, Dad, oh, turn down the music, turn down the music, it's too loud. And then they get to Liz's place. They uh, get Liz out of there. They manage to convince everybody there, including including Lucy and company, that they need to get out. So they do that, they hop in the car, and then uh, when they get about most of, well, I'd say about halfway to the pub, that's when um, his dad, his stepdad dies and becomes a zombie. But not before telling Sean that he always loved him and that he just wanted him to have some ambition, that he thought he could do great things, but that he needed somebody to look up to and that he wanted to be the person that, and you could tell this is never a conversation that they ever had. You know, it's like you may, you wish that they would have had this conversation 10 years ago, um, but they didn't. <clears throat> so uh, they, they so they lose him. Um, they keep he's basically in the car um, locked in there and they kind of hightail it to the Winchester. They meet their doppelganger gang um, most of the way there. They run into literally the doppelganger gang. So. Sean has his um, his group, or not his group, his doppelganger, which is um, a woman that he met. I can't think of her name. I think it's uh, – I'm 
trying to think of her name. I can't think of her name right now. Yvonne. Yvonne, that's it. And and so everybody has their doppelganger. And it's also a fantastic like group of comedy partnerships. So did you see Spaced? Did you ever watch the TV show Spaced? No? No, I don't think I okay. did. So Spaced is uh, was directed by written and directed by uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and it, it and Nick Frost. They were all like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg were in this, and uh, Jessica Hines was in there as well. So it's a hilarious, like a late '90s, early 2000s uh, com- British comedy. It's fantastic, by the way. But uh, Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines, and then uh, also Tim and Daisy from Spaced. Um, and uh, Lucy Davis, Martin Freeman, uh, Don and Tim from The Office, and then you have Dylan Moran and uh, Tams and Grieg, which were, were uh, Bernard and Fran from Black Books, which was another British show from uh, early 2000s, and Julia Deacon, Nick Frost, obviously Nick Frost is in space, but they were both in space as well, um, as Martha, or Marcia and Mike. And it's just this, it's fantastic, because it's like you have, the way they're dressed, they're all, and they're both, in the exact same order. So when you see there's a passing one another, they're saying hi, 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 hello. And they all act and speak exactly the same way. And um, knowing that, I, I I continually laugh about that every time I see it. Um, so so it, it's a great like scene. Even if you don't know it, it's just a great scene, the way that it's kind of uh, filmed and it's the way it's shot and uh, scripted. So they make their way to the Winchester... They have to act like zombies uh, because they're not zombies, but because the Winchester is surrounded by zombies. So they kind of pretend to be zombies and it works, which is great. Um, And then, you know, they try to get in. It doesn't work. The zombies notice uh, Simon or or Sean and uh, Ed end up, getting into a spat because this is around the time that Sean starts getting frustrated because there's a phone call which Ed takes and he's sitting there with zombies all around them talking on his phone like he's on the couch having a conversation you know without anything bad happening around him Um, and so Sean knocks the phone out of his hand and they get into this this spat uh, and you can tell that, that Sean has had enough. I mean, he's had people continually telling him that Ed holds him back, that that Ed is in part the person that is most at fault outside of Sean for Sean being where he is. Um, and you can tell that it's starting to really hit Sean that, that maybe it's right, that Ed is in fact holding him back from progressing in life. So... Um, Sean ends up being the big diversion for the zombies so that they can get inside. And once they get in there, it's about trying to hole up. Uh, but obviously it doesn't last long. Eventually the zombies do make their way in and people start dying. His mom was bitten earlier in a scene where she kind of disappeared and then reappeared. Um, find out yeah. that she was actually bit. So she dies, which is obviously devastating for Sean. He just lost his stepdad. Um, and now lost his his uh, mother. I um, mean, she comes back, and he has to kill her. Um, <clears throat> you have uh, you have uh, other people. Well, pretty much everybody dies except for uh, Sean and Liz. Um, and the whole time, you can see that Liz is actually kind of excited to see this new version of, despite the fact that they are. You know, fighting zombies, fighting literally fighting for their lives. Like this already feels like a far different Sean than the man that she's been dating for the last three years. Yeah. Um, Diane and David, they end up dying because David's a moron. Oh, he's, oh he's my the god, he's such character. an idiot. Oh, he's the most annoying character. He is the worst. I mean, <laughs> not only is he in love with Liz, which fine, but he's just a complete asshole. I mean, he is like He's constantly trying to upend Sean all the time. He clearly has a bad opinion of him, in part because he's dating Liz. And, and we learn that David has been in love with Liz since college, so at least the last five or six years. Um, yeah. 
And it's just, I don't know. It's just, he's just an annoying character. He's negative. He doesn't come up with any good ideas for himself. The only good idea he did have was the fact that they, he knew that they had to kill. Oh, right. Sean's, uh, mom. Sean's mom. Yeah. That was the only time he actually made any sense that wasn't just, I'm going to counter what Sean wants to do. Yeah. The only time. The only Other time. Other than that, he was a chode. But he ends up getting pulled out of the windows into a horde of zombies who then disembowel him and rip him apart. Yeah. So, um, and so then, then and then uh, Diane just picks, <laughs> they, they, they rip him apart. They literally rip off his legs. So, <laughs> so Diane is holding one of, of David's <sighs> legs and decides that, that she loves him, even though he's, dying she she opens up foolishly opens up the front door and tries to beat the zombies back with his leg which doesn't work and she gets pulled into the zombie horde and, and dies um so the zombies are now coming in uh and eventually ed gets gets bit several times um they do end up killing their former flatmate pete the dead the, the dead pete. um <laughs> And and then Liz and and uh, Ed and Sean all hole up behind the bar. Oh, they also kill the owner of the bar, which is hilarious. Earlier in the scene, played to Queen's Queen. Don't, Don't Stop Me Now, <laughs> which is just hilarious on so many levels. Um, and they beat, try to beat him down with like these pole the cues. Choreography which, in that oh, scene it's just is ridiculous. It is hilarious. It is so funny. <laughs> Um, and, and so they call up behind the bar. They end up going down below the bar, um, because there's a cellar down there. So they get down in there, they lock it. Uh, Ed's dying. Uh, they, Sean and Ed have some, some great words for each other. Um, and then they, well, they decide, Ed decides he's going to hold him off. He, they give him the gun so they can escape. They come up uh, onto the ground floor of the bar, of the pub, uh, where the zombies are in front of them. And that's when, right, right before all hell is about to break loose, because now they're surrounded by zombies outside. That's when the cavalry shows up. Yvonne went to get help. She did, in fact, get help. And the army shows up and they just start blowing away the zombies with guns, which is, it's kind of funny in a lot of ways because Sean and everybody, they've been fighting with these primitive weapons, just barely like fighting them back. And all of a sudden the army shows up and just blasts everybody away with guns, which just realize goes to show you just how, um, how difficult it is when you don't have an AK 47 at, at your, in your hands <laughs> to mow down zombies. Well, it's one of those things, and it's one of the things I told uh, what my wife about is they can't ever do that in an actual zombie movie. Uh, they have to like find a way to get the, any military out of it because if there is, which there should in some way, shape, or form be one, at least one in the whole world, a military branch that doesn't get like zombified or taken out or whatever that like the amount of power that they would be able to have because of the fact that they have weapons, organization, armor, and all these different things that they could just like this plow through zombies, but they can't have that in every in any zombie movie. Cause this it's like, Oh, well the world's back to normal already by the end of the movie. Cause, mm-hmm. but it's just like, Kind of makes me annoyed in the sense of like, it's that cliche of every zombie movie and they kind of pointed out in this as well. And it's like, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every freaking military apparently in every zombie movie yep. just gets either ignored or taken out. Yep. And, and, uh, um, so the end of the movie is Sean. Uh, it's just, it's basically the exact same shot from the beginning of the movie where we see his feet, he's stumbling forward, yawns the exact same way. Instead of saying hello, hi to Ed, who was bitten, 
he says hi to Liz, who has obviously moved into the flat now that uh, Pete is dead. And uh, initially, we we think that Ed is dead, and I guess you could argue that he is. <clears throat> but um, we do get some setup for this because on the TV they're showing like, okay, the zombie thing is is gone. It they they found it was a temporary thing, right? So they found a way to get rid of the people that are zombies. But some of the people, like this one woman is like, like, this is my husband and I'm, I am I still love him. And they're like, well, what, what do you do? Do you get kind of freaky with him? And she's like, yeah. And it's do like, you sleep in bed with him? What? <laughs> like, you know, but like they, and then they, which one of the funniest shots of the whole movie is where they say that, Despite the fact that they're zombies, they still retain some of their primitive skills. So they show a zombie pushing carts in a in a like a a parking lot. <laughs> so he's still doing what he would have been doing in in life if he was alive and not a zombie. They're still capable of doing those primitive things like pushing carts. So, <laughs> which is great. But but what's really funny is that uh, so Sean asks Liz what she wants to do. And you can tell that they're still doing in part the same thing that they've always done. So she decides they want to go to this place and this place, and they're going to go down to the pub, and they're going to get a drink, and then they're going to come back and watch a little telly, and then they're going to go to sleep. And it's probably, even if it's thing, it's just slightly different from what Sean and Ed did, it's probably the exact same thing every single day. Go to this place, go here, grab a bite to eat. Go down to the pub, get a drink, come back, watch some telly, and fall asleep. And it's the exact same. So they're still doing the same thing, ultimately, that they've done every single day. Even if it's just slightly different, it's still the same thing that they're doing every day, he and Liz. So they're still basically zombies. And um, <clears throat> in that, and then he's, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go out to the garden. And Liz's like, okay, fine, whatever. So he goes out, goes into the shed, and starts to play some PlayStation 2. And Ed tries to take a bite out of his arm. And he's like, you know, hey, you know, basically he says, nah, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And so he gives him the controller, and they're basically still sitting there doing the same thing they always done, playing PlayStation 2 together, <laughs> even though Ed's a zombie. Um, <clears throat> but it's... um. It's it's hilarious, and that's basically the end of the movie. And, you know, one of the things I want to say is that if you go back to Dawn of the Dead, okay, which was directed by Romero, he used zombies as, as metaphors for consumers, all right? That was one of the things that really stood out at the time was using the zombies as metaphors for consumers. But now we're at a different point in time where uh, – Instead of using the zombies as metaphors for consumers, what Shaun of the Dead does is it uses them as a metaphor for, like, who we are today as a society. And I, I don't think it's any different. In fact, I'd say it's actually more relevant now than it was yeah. in, like, 2004 when this movie came out. But it's like people that kind of shuffle through life, kind of desensitized, ambivalent to what's going on around them. Um, because that's what Sean's life is in the beginning of this movie. Like he gets up, he's not, he's a consumer. Yes, fine. But he's, it's not, the movie doesn't look at it from that point of view. It looks at it from the point of view of <clears throat> a world in which we live in and you know, where we are totally ambivalent, totally self-absorbed in our own day-to-day life. Yeah. To the point that this outbreak could happen and, you know, this, this, you have a guy that doesn't even realize it's happening. Uh, so the zombies are kind of just shuffling around just as, like I said, as metaphors for this desensitized life that we live. And, and so that to me is really the arc of this story is that Sean was one of those desensitized people. He becomes a much more proactive person. Now, at the end of the story, you could argue Maybe he is back to that, but I do think that even though I believe that he and Liz do probably do a lot of the same stuff every day, he's definitely, I think, probably a much more aware person now. I mean, he's moved forward with his life. He and Liz are together. It seems like that's a stable partnership. 
Um, he mm-hmm. still has Ed as a friend, even though he's a zombie. Um, and we don't <laughs> know precisely what his job is. Is he still working at the same place? I don't know. But um, it does does seem like there's been some progress in his life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But it, look, at the end of the day, what I love about this movie so much is that it it's satirical. Um, it pokes fun at, like, as we said, the, the zombie cliches, um, a lot of the tropes that we see. Um, it, But it's funny. It's constantly hilarious. But it has a lot of heart. And that, to me, is where this it, it sets... This movie is set apart from the other movies because while it does have the gore, it may not be frightening. Like, it's not really, really scary, obviously. It's it's not the tone it's striking for. It does have some gore. Uh, people do die. But it's really about someone being forced to grow up, finally. And yeah. eventually embracing that where he didn't before. And because of that, the movie has a character arc for Sean that you don't see in, well, almost any horror movie because it's too much. Most horror movies about are, are about things that have nothing to do with human growth of any kind uh, because that's not the point of the movie. It's the point about being scary and being confronted with these terrible, you know, vicious creatures and trying yeah. to survive. But I think with Shaun of the Dead, it's about, you know, grow, growing up, becoming a fully functional human being instead of a zombie. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it is really nice to have the, the character growth that Sean portrays throughout. Like, like you mentioned earlier, like the moment with the stepdad, like you don't really get that in a whole lot of scary movies or anything like that. And it kind of like, helps delve into like all the issues that he's had up to that point and making him realize like he may have come across as a hard ass, but it's not because he didn't love him. It was just, he was trying to do what he thought was best as a dad. And uh, yeah, it it was, it's really refreshing to have it. And like you said, it's not really horror, but like, that's the point. It's not meant to be in the sense, a true horror movie. Right. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I guess, and then for some people, that's a problem, and I and I get that. If if that's um, something that you have an issue with, I totally get. Right? Uh, some people, when they want to watch a horror movie, they want to see a horror movie. They want to see something that's really, really scary, and that um, gives them that fright factor. This doesn't really have it. It does have some a few jolting moments, mo- mostly done because of um, ju- kind of jump scares, um, but. Look, I mean, this is mostly played as... It's a horror comedy, right? It is what it is. It's not meant to be completely terrifying. Um, If they would have amped up that terror, I I don't think I would have... I don't think I would have been um, disappointed. But it doesn't... It doesn't make this movie any worse for me. Um, Yeah. So for me, it's just a, a great movie. It's a great script with a character that isn't a caricature, all right, which is what we get in most horror movies because they don't have time to add any depth to the characters. Or if um, they try to, it's like a one-line thing. It's like oh, that it tries yeah. to describe their personality and it's like you can't narrow down your lead in one line and I hope that's enough freaking development to – be a part of the like follow them along and be like, okay, you're an interesting character. Right. That's, that's why the first 20 minutes of this movie are so important. Yeah. Because it is about character growth. That's why they have to set his character up in such a way that we understand his starting point. And it works. It works because of that. Um, like I said, we could have started this movie out in a different spot with the, Z days already happened and he's, you know, fighting for survival or use some kind of nonlinear storytelling device, but that would have been fine, but I don't know that it would have worked all that well because we need to see the steady character progression of Sean. So, um, yeah, anyway, all right, let's, um, let's grade our script here. So what did you give this script? Uh, I gave the script an 89. 
It okay. was very well written, very just smart and funny and stupid all at the same time. Like the like it knew when it needed to have a just ridiculously dumb moment to help parody the zombie stereotype and cliche and smart at the same time. It, yeah, it, it, they did a great job of balancing what they needed to for the dialogue and the lines and the interactions amongst the characters and their interactions with the zombies. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 95. Um, I hesitate to give, I guess, a grade that high for a lot of movies, but um, like I said, for Shaun of the Dead is one of my all time favorites. And I gave it a 95 because like I said, in my one sentence review, it's, it's just a perfect combination of these different elements which go so well together, especially when it when you're talking about like a British comedic sensibilities, right? Um, and because it has this fantastic blend of horror, okay, we'll call it horror light, okay, um, <laughs> horror light mixed with social commentary, uh, mixed equally with a you know strong character arc for the main the main lead um you know throwing all that together with with the you know that satirical bent as well um you know poking gentle fun at a lot of the the stereotypes and the clichés and all of that that we've seen so many times uh the fact that Peg and Wright were able to marry and balance so many of those elements together in such a way that it came out to this this movie this end product is a testament to their talents as screenwriters and as a director and actor um it really is a fantastic combination and uh, yeah it deserves to me it deserves a 95 so um <laughs> if you combine the two grades it comes out to a 93 for the script all right. Acting. Um, I gave it an 88. So I, I have obviously a high marks for Simon Pegg as the lead uh, and Nick Frost as Ed. Um, they're, they're fantastic. They're, they're really the, the spine of this movie is the, these two characters and their relationship and their friendship and the chemistry between Frost and Pegg are amazing. Um, you have Bill Nighy, who is obviously a British uh, legendary actor. He is phenomenal. Um, he doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. I get it. It's not a huge role, but it lends a certain um, gravitas, I think, to this movie to have that kind of talent uh, in front yeah. of the camera. Um, and then Penelope Wilton, who I've, I've seen for years in a lot of things. Um, she's also, I think, in, uh, also Downton Abbey, um, which is... Uh, I've seen the entire series, so she's in that as well. Uh, she's also a great British actress. Uh, so those two, those two roles are great gets, really, from from Edgar Wright to in Simon Pegg to get these two actors in here. Um, and then when it comes to everybody else, they all acquit themselves pretty well. Um, I think Kate Ashfield's really good as Liz, um, and I think Lucy Davis and David uh, or Dylan Moran as David uh, and Diane, respectively. Um, they do a good job. They are what they are. They, you know, I don't like David as a character, but I think Dylan plays him very well. Um, so overall, I, I feel like it's a, it's a good, it's a good, um, group of actors really giving it their all. So I gave it, yep. I gave it an 88. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. Everyone was, really on it with portraying the character that they needed to like the, the mom just being the kind of spacey mom that just wants everybody to get along. Like as a lot of mothers do when it comes to that scenario and that Bill Nighy just, even though it was smaller, the, the stern, but very much still cared, uh, individual yeah everyone did just did great um i gave the acting a 90 
Okay. All right. It comes out to an 89 for the grade. Uh, directing. Um, so Edgar Wright, like I said, he had done uh, some television stuff prior to this. Uh, this was really like his big break. You know, he'd done directing for, obviously directed Spaced and, and some other stuff. But this was really like a big a big moment for all of them. I mean, not just Edgar Wright, but obviously Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, but definitely Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, uh, their careers. This movie is, it's why Simon Pegg has been, you know, among the upper tier of actors in Hollywood for the last 15 years. It's because of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Edgar Wright has been in demand ever since this movie. Um, it's, it's why their careers, I think, are where they are right now. Uh, yeah. So you can pinpoint Shaun of the Dead as a big reason for that. But from a directing standpoint, Edgar Wright did, I think, a phenomenal job here. Oh, yeah. Um, this is not directed in a way that I think other directors would have done it. And I think certainly when you're talking about a lesser talented director, they would have been more basic in their shot selection. They wouldn't have decided to you know, film certain sequences. I, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> If this was another director, maybe one that's solid without being all that great, they would have shot the scenes in which maybe, let's say, okay, let's say Sean, the scenes where Sean is going from his flat to work, right? So he's walking along, he stops into the store, he gets his stuff, he comes out. He So if that was shot by maybe another director, they would have just shot it in a very standard way, right? They would have had uh, different cuts uh, where we see Sean walk down the street and then there's a cut and then we see him go into the store. There's a cut and then we see him go into work and there's a cut, right? That would have been the way it would have been shot and edited. Whereas with uh, uh, Edgar Wright, he decided, why don't we do a tracking shot? Yeah. Because we want to see him going through his day-to-day life passing people, being ambivalent, not not really understanding what's going on around him, not being present, essentially, uh, as a person. Um, and so to do that, that wouldn't have worked if you would have shot it and cut it that way. Certainly not as effectively. No. So right there, and then the, so you get that several times in this movie because we need to see Sean and we need to understand his frame of mind. So right there, that tells you a lot. But just all throughout the movie, the shot selection, the way he decides to frame uh, the actors, and whether it's in action scenes or quieter scenes, it's just incredibly well done. He really amps up the tension. He knows when to uh, create shots which amplify the tension and the fright later on in the movie when they're in the Winchester, as an example. Um, But also when to do... you know, create the shots that will elicit the, the biggest laughs. Because it's not just about the script, it's also about the way you shoot it. Um, and so I, I gave him um, a 90. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I uh, I agree. He had some expertly decided shots and editing and everything of the sort. Like, the when Sean is flipping through the channels... And, like, just getting it perfectly synced up to where each line, as he's flipping through, tells Sean that there's a zombie apocalypse happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just, like, it's something so little, but it's something that's, like, it's something he decided to do that was just really kind of clever and really fun to have in it. And this movie, every time I watch it, it makes me really sad that I didn't get to see him direct Ant-Man like he was originally slated to do mm-hmm. because at one, it would have come out sooner. I would have loved to see his hand in some of the, the, some shots that he's, he could have brought to it. Cause he's just phenomenal in this. Uh, with all, like I said, with all the shots he's done and with how well he was able to work with some of the just outright comedic moments and subtle comedic moments. And that's something that it takes, it takes a really patient and good director to be able to to find those moments and let let the subtle humor through without trying to make it too noticeable. 
Because once you get to that, it gets bad. And it's not funny. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would give him a 93 because he just, yeah, he did a great job. And I, I'm, I'm excited to keep seeing more and more of his work because ever like this, this was the movie that really kind of helped step him into the spotlight and where he's at now when same with Simon Pegg, like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, I just, yeah. Um, all right, so if we combine them grade-wise, it's in 91, so let's move on to special effects. Um, so I gave uh, special effects a 90. Uh, I thought, you know, this it's a zombie movie, right? So it's a lot of um, a lot of gore, a lot of a lot of fake blood, um, you know, a lot of practical effects because obviously there's no CGI because uh, mm-hmm. you can't afford that. So you have to do everything you can to make it appear realistic, and I felt like, you know, this movie dud, or dud, dud. This movie did a great job of uh, making a pretty realistic zombie movie, you know, with all the gore and the people being pulled apart, and and some of it's played for comedy, and and some of it's not meant to be quite so realistic all the time. But you know, overall, I felt like they tried to be as faithful to other zombie movies as they could, as much as they could, considering yeah. that they weren't making a standard zombie movie, even though there's a lot of standard zombie movie cliches and tropes. So, but I thought that everything was great. I think that they, they played it off well when they were trying to be a little more comedic, but overall it was a pretty believable amount of gore and uh, all of that. So I gave it a 90. I, I agree with you. I gave it a 91. They, and like, there were moments where my wife was like, Oh, holy, that just is so gory. And what, and why is it so gory? I'm like, it's because it's making fun of zombie movies in a sense. It's like a lot of those movies are just ridiculously gory and gruesome. Like it's, it, it's showing that, this scene, okay, I forget. I think it was uh, when David was getting just ripped apart. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that is obscene. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, zombie movies do that. <laughs> like, they get crazy with some of the just gore they have. And like, that's kind of the point. Like, it's making that note that, uh, like, that's the only scene we see really where a zombie, instead of just eating them, is just burrowing into somebody's cap, uh, chest cavity. Yep. Uh, so it was, yeah, I, I get, but it all looked great and it was the practical effects still. So, I wish more movies would keep with practical effects. Cause it just, Green. they hold up better. Like this shows like this movie is 2004 and it looks like it could have been made yesterday. Yep. With no, the, totally with the effects that were done. And it just, yeah, it's, it's but, great. It really is. It's the the effects really work well. Um, you're right. Having the practical effects makes a big difference. All right. So our overall grade without being 90 uh, pacing for this movie, uh, I gave it a 95. So a lot of ways it's lined up right along with my, my script grade here uh, because I was talking earlier about the <clears throat> the the pacing for this for the script. Um, obviously references the pacing for this movie. Obviously you have editing and everything, but look at the end of the day, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long, 39 minutes, hour and 39 minutes long. And, uh, it is, has near perfect pacing for this movie. There isn't almost anything that I would cut out of this movie because it's everything that's in here needs to be in here. Um, like I said, it has a great setup. It, it gives us the opportunity to learn who Sean is because eventually we have to root for him, right? He is an everyman. But yeah. there's enough of a personality there that uh, he's also kind of, you know, has a, he's who he is. He's got a personality. He's an individual. He's also a bit of an everyman. So we need to identify with him. But mm-hmm. they give us enough time to learn about who Sean is and it makes a difference. And then once you get past that initial... 20-ish or so minutes where we learn about who he is. The whole setup for the film is, is you know, there. 
and then eventually the kind of movie starts kind of proper where uh they actually learn oh there's like zombies and the end of the world's here um everything else is so perfectly paced you know all the other plot elements um that make up the movie everything the whole the whole thing is just laid out so well. Nothing overstays. Nothing overstays its welcome. Characters die at a, at a consistent pace. Um, everything that happens, whether it's heartfelt moments between characters who are dying, um, to just hilarious lines, all of it. I mean, it is so well paced from a, both a, a dramatic and a comedic standpoint, and and certainly from talking about plot mechanics it is just dead on so i gave it a 95 it is amazing yeah no it was very well done pacing wise and editing near perfect uh yeah everything you said i can't imagine anything being taken away i don't know depending on what it would be i can't think of anything but it's hard to say if something added might do something but like i can't think of anything off the top of my head i wouldn't know unless i knew what kind of thing would be added but um that's always a situational and hard to do if it's not done properly but all in all i i would give the pacing a a 90 yep yep it's great so uh overall that's a 92 for pacing uh rewatchability uh i'm gonna go three for three here it's a 95 folks um this i, I could have given it a hundred honestly it, it is a movie um that is as i said almost endlessly rewatchable it's it's hilarious every time i watch it i anticipate it every time i throw it in or i bring it up on whatever streaming service i have um it's just it's a phenomenal movie and I love watching it. If I've had a bad day, Shaun of the Dead's a good way to lift your spirits. <laughs> so um yeah, anyway, ninety five for me, it's really great. Uh yeah, I it is great and it's very easily rewatchable. The the only thing that might keep me like more focused towards this time of year is the zombies. And that's just because that they're like it's more fitting. Um but yeah, no, it tends to be very easily rewatchable and very fun and not anything that weighs down on you too much. So it's nothing too heavy. Uh, so I would give it an 85. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Uh, it's a good grade for both of us, a 95 for me, 85 for you. So that's a 90 overall. Um, and I wanted, before I give our, our final grade here, <clears throat> I wanted to, to briefly tell you how this movie came about like the whole how did they come up with the idea to do Shaun of the Dead so I asked you earlier if you had ever seen the the TV show Spaced right you said no all right so here is how it came about so if you if you watch the show Spaced there's an episode called Art okay and it was written by Simon Pegg and it was co-written by uh, Jessica Hines. Uh, and in this episode, um, Tim, who's the main character in Spaced, he ends up taking amphetamines and he's playing Resident Evil 2, okay, which, by the way, is among the scariest video games ever, okay? <laughs> so I'll just tell you, it's completely terrifying. Um, so anyway, he takes these amphetamines, he's playing Resident Evil 2, and he has these hallucinations that he's fighting off a horde of zombies. Like there's this giant invasion of zombies, and he's fighting them off. And after they did this this episode, it kind of led to this kind of light bulb moment, right? Um, where Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, you know, they start talking, and they decide that, oh, we both love zombie movies so why don't we just make our own zombie movie and that essentially is the genesis for Shaun of the Dead 
Um, and if you watch Spaced, Edgar Wright directs Spaced, and a lot of the same, the shooting style is very similar. The editing style is very similar. Some of the zoom-ins and quick cuts that we get, um, the kind of frenetic, like kinetic style uh, that Wright is kind of known for, it's also in Spaced as well. Um, so if you've never seen it, I would highly recommend it. It is hilarious. Sounds so, good. I'll definitely <clears throat> check it out. Yeah. All right. So uh, adding up our grades here, uh, my overall grade, this is as usual, we're so close. Uh, mine's a 92 and yours is a 91. Um, <laughs> and I think we were a grand total of, I want to say, six points off from each other and the total accumulated amount of points. Um, I, I think mine was like 458. I think yours was like 452. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's the difference crazy. between a, a 92 and a 91. <laughs> so, uh, but overall it, Shaun of the Dead gets a 91. I think it's a well-deserved grade, uh, for this movie. It is amazing. It is just hilarious, gut busting, but also has heart. So if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, uh, well, you're, you've been, well, I guess you know everything that happened in the movie if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. But for some reason, if you listen to this episode and you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, I highly recommend going and watching it because it is one of the funniest movies ever made. And it is uh, worthy of all of the adoration it's gotten over the years. It's a true comedic gem. All right, uh, Jacob, is there anything else you'd like to add before we head out? Um. No, I would hope it, everybody has seen it at this point. It's been out long enough to where there's a lot of you, 15 it, years. is a lot of young people that, that may not even know yeah. that Shaun of the dead exists. Unfortunately, True. if you are a young person and you've listened to this and not watched the movie one, you got your priorities in a weird <laughs> funk. Yes. Yes. Go watch the movie. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it in a while, go rewatch it. Cause it does still hold up very well and it does deserve to get a rewatch if you've only seen it once or twice and it's been a good number of years since you've seen it yeah um all right everyone a 91 for Shaun of the dead it's pretty good um it's a great it deserves so uh thanks for listening and uh, you know happy halloween because we recorded this on on thursday october 31st so it's halloween so i'm gonna drop this here uh, shortly. And so I guess if, uh, if you're at work or if you're on the way home today and you feel like you want to listen to, uh, an episode, um, because it is Halloween and, uh, maybe laugh a little bit, then this is a good one to listen to. So, uh, happy Halloween and we'll see you guys next time on the freaking geeks podcast. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks.